Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, a local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you wanted to start the year off with my cousin, Vinny. He's family. <laughs> is he a good lawyer? He's family. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. uh... This movie is like a childhood favorite of mine. Uh, my dad showed me this movie when I was like 10, and I thought it was the greatest fucking thing ever. I did not watch this movie. This is the first time I've seen this movie. Yeah, that's why I picked it, because when you were like, yeah, I've never seen my cousin video, I'm like, how? Yeah. How, bro? I know. It's one of those things that I kind of steered away from for some reason. Like, I don't have a reason to tell you why I didn't watch this movie. It's just, Fucking you know. Pesci, always gold, man. I know. Dudes has been seven movies, and they're all fire. That's what I was thinking while watching this, is like, Home Alone and like, Goodfellas slash Casino. And it's like, those are the do- Joe Pesci's I want. And I don't know if I want to steer away from them. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to see him in other things. But this is kind of like literally a blend of the both. Because you still got the New York, the, the, the New York swagger. And then you still got the com- the comedy mm-hmm. from the Home Alones. And it literally is like the perfect blend in this movie. Right. And I touched on it a little bit at the end of the last week's episode. But Marissa Tomei won the only Oscar for a comedy is from this movie. Yep. And... I watched it last night. Like I said, I've seen this movie a million times, but she really did do a great job in this fucking movie. She did. She's not just eye candy, which she is a whole snack in this movie, <laughs> but she is killing it, man. She is hilarious in this movie. And she was like a heart character. Like she fucking helps him. And like, he would have been able to do shit without her. Right. She saved the fucking day, which yeah. goes back and it gives you a good feeling because it's like, uh, if you got a good woman behind you, you could conquer the world type right. shit, you know? But, uh, yeah, Greg, break break down into me, man. Tell me what it's about, man. Oh, well, yeah, we've been talking about people who are in it. The great Ralph Macchio, the fucking Karate Kid. I was going to say the fucking Karate Kid is in here. Um, this is Fred Gwynn's last movie before he passed away. Ah, fucking Herman Monster, man. Yeah. I love listening to this old man talk. I could listen to him talk about anything mm-hmm. all day. Like, he could talk about birdhouses. <laughs> why? Why would you do that? <laughs> counselor i know r.i.p he was a he was a legend uh lane smith who was a random surprise in this movie bruce mcgill yeah. great 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 cop for years in movies and tv mm-hmm. or played a boss or a cop or a bad guy he's great uh the only other person is uh mitchell whitfield yeah i don't really i mean i know I, he's been in other stuff but like he was funny in this like i i enjoyed him a lot more this time yeah he was a good addition um him and machio they had a good little bit of chemistry yeah they uh, did. but yeah so so break it into me man so this movie came out in 1992 and i didn't know that because i had to look it up because as i was watching this movie i was like it was born <laughs> was it yeah <laughs> i was like this feels this is an interesting movie because it feels like a parody of 1990 comedies that took place in the 1990s, if that even makes sense. So I had to look it up to see when it came out. It came out in 1992, and I think, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think this one laid the groundwork for 1990 comedy tropes. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things in this movie that a lot of 90s movies did in comedies. Um. For example, the uh, the Dutch angle, you know, at like a comedic level. So you know what a Dutch angle is? 
It's when they turn the camera sideways a little bit to give it a, a off kilter feel. It's for like to make somebody look more menacing, to make a, a more dramatic scene. But they use it here for like a comedic effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when you need someone to take someone super serious, yeah. like when they're accusing them of murder, they put the cop like in a Dutch yeah, yeah. angle. But it's for comedic effect. Right. And that was a huge trope in the 90s. They did that a lot in comedies. Another one is whip pans. It's when like somebody says something and like it's almost like your head turning to go look at them and be like, I can't believe you just said that. That's in this movie. And I was like, man, there's so many 90s tropes in this movie, but it doesn't feel cheesy. It feels funny. Because it's pesci. Yeah. Fucking gold. Like, <laughs> I love this fucking movie, man. It, so, I, I just die laughing watching it. So, yeah. I literally laughed out loud during this movie. It is hilarious. It it aged like wine. It did, man. It really like, did. Like, it holds up so well. Are you sure? <laughs> like, he just kills it, man. <laughs> this movie is Ralph Macchio and his friend, uh, Mitchell Whitfield, uh, Bill and Stan. They go to a convenience store. They're buying a bunch of shit. They're on their way home from college. Uh, one of them accidentally sticks some tuna in their pocket. They forget to pay for it. They get pulled over, and they think they're going to jail for tuna. Lo and behold, after they leave the uh, the convenience store, the clerk gets murdered. And robbed. Yeah, and robbed. And, robbed, and, and uh, they their getaway car looks exactly like their car, a uh, mint green white top. And they're in Backwoods, Alabama. Yeah, Backwoods, Alabama. And they're from New York. Right. And like it, the, the whole... It's funny because like it could it could fucking happen to Oh, 100%. There, like, you know what I mean? Like uh I think about that all the time. Like wrong place, wrong time. Like there's so many people in jail right now that are wrongly convicted because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like that's scary. Yeah. Just bad luck. That's why I always go into places with cameras. <laughs> Stand a little bit longer. I keep my camera out just so you know what the fuck I'm up to. It's what time it is, what date it is. Like, there will be Not no. just cops. I started wearing the body camera, too, for my own safety. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so they get, you know, Ralph Macchio, I mean, he didn't help himself because he's kind of a dumbass. Like, he's sitting in the interrogation, like. Even if they thought you stole tuna, like, if you thought that's what you were going to jail for, like, you've seen how serious these motherfuckers were treating you, like, you really think... I guess, that, but when you're that young, you don't really I know the so. seriousness of the com- of the uh, situation. And the cop, like, the way they kind of kept stepping around, murder, they saying the word murder yeah. when they're interrogating them, and I was like, that's kind of weird, like... It is, but it's well-crafted, like, it was pretty funny, and... I shot the clerk? I shot the clerk? <laughs> Wait, I shot the clerk? <laughs> he was, like, confused. And he took that as a fucking confession. Yep. And, uh... The, the dialogue is well-crafted to be believable, yet hilarious. But, uh, I was gonna say, I love Stan, because when he's getting interrogated, he's like, he's like, it was stupid. I told him. And he's like, he's like, well, he didn't stop him. And he's like, he's like, I didn't know. I was in the car. <laughs> and he's like, well, you didn't try to get out. You didn't call the cops. He was well, he's like, my friend. He's my friend. Like, it's a fucking can of tuna. Well, now you're an accessory. But your friend just got you in a shitload of trouble. <laughs> but, uh, and I love that the fact that this movie's, uh, they say fuck in it, like, quite a good bit. Like, the perfect amount of fucks in this movie. Yeah, it? I didn't feel overfucked. Like, I don't even know if it's rated R or not. Like, I feel like it's not a rated R movie, but it could be. No, I th- it's probably PG-13, if I'm being honest. Oh, no, it's it R. R. It is R. That's surprising. Okay. I did not expect R. 
Like I didn't count the fucks, but like I said, there's, a, there's they're sprinkled in just just perfectly. But for a Pesci movie, though, I was like, gonna say Joe Pesci had light, a, you know had a problem cussing. Like he had to make up his own little thing on Home Alone. We've just t- we, stop himself say, from cussing. We've talked about this. Like yeah. I would pay an unlimited amount of money to get those fucking blown takes. Yeah. of him just motherfucking piece of shot cocksucker. Yeah. Like just watch him go the fuck off. Like we could, Tommy, you could do like Home Alone X, have yeah. the unright, unrated, uncut version yes. of Joe Pesci just going off, just going the fuck off, and Daniel Stern laughing uncontrollably because mm-hmm. he can't help it because yeah. it's fucking Nikki from Casino, right? Like and Macaulay Culkin's like crying <laughs> because he's nine and he doesn't know what to do, like. He said he wasn't going to do this. Like, it would be hilarious, bro. It would be fucking hilarious. I would pay X amount of dollars, X amount of dollars about for that. <laughs> but uh, apparently there's a Mrs. Doubtfire. Really? Cut. Like they like uh, apparently Robin Williams went like hard and made some like really inappropriate jokes in Mrs. Doubtfire and they had to cut oh, all yeah. of it to get it down to like the pg rating it's crazy man like if you think about it now with like you know how much uh people have changed their views on that like there's a lot of cross-dressing movies of like men dressing up as women in movies a lot back then Mm -hmm. like big mama's house fucking eddie murphy and the nutty professor right uh norbit he played the big bitch too Mm -hmm. uh there's more i know there's more but yeah yeah, it's just like weird, right? Crying game. Uh, fucking like I said, Robin Williams playing a woman, right? Uh, fucking Tyler Perry's made a whole career out of playing an old woman. This is true, yeah, he has. You know what I mean, and uh, there's the uh, fucking Dustin Hoffman did it in Tootsie. Like mm. people have been cross dressing in movies for years, man, and it's just like it makes me think, like, uh, just like could you do that now, like? Uh, the last one I remember, John Travolta. Yeah, doing hairspray. hairspray. I was thinking about that too. Cause like now, like the trans community and stuff. Like, yeah, that's just, true. You think about that. The, uh, I haven't seen, but that's kind of like a '90s thing, like dressing up as a woman and acting all. There's like an Irish dude that dresses up as an old woman, and like he's so big over there that they had Medea and his old lady meet in in a. In a movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's pretty funny. So it's just like, where the, like there's still a market for it, I guess. Like, I guess so. Maybe it's a market we need to have. It. Should I put on a wig? Put on some makeup? I make a cute girl. I, I think you would. Yeah. You know? There was a, uh, they had He's that. beard, though. They had the filter where it's like, it changes you into a girl to see what you would look like as a female. I can't, I, and I was like, I'm fucking gorgeous. Like, if there was a version of me, I would date me. It's the hair, dude. Yeah. The hair is fucking flawless. Well, I'm just very attractive as a girl. I don't know if I was a man, but I know so I, look soft, as a girl. I have soft features. I'm, yeah, I'm not ashamed. Exactly. I had the rosy cheeks. But anyway, so. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they pretty much like confessed to murder without knowing that they confessed I think it's to weird murder. we went off on a cross dressing. Oh, well, because I brought up Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, and okay. Then Joe Pesci's I was like, how does that relate X-ray. to this movie? Because it's just Joe Pesci do cross dressing and I didn't see it. Nah, but nah. anyway. <laughs> He's too man's man to do yeah. that. A hundred percent. So yeah, uh, Ralph Macchio has a, he calls his mom. He's like, it's going to be so much money. We need an attorney. He's like, we got one in the family. Ma. Ma. I know. I love that. Ma. ma. I know, Ma. I know, Ma. <laughs> we didn't do it, Ma. The inbreds down here, Ma. <laughs> they fucked the cousins. They fucked the cousins down here, Ma. You can't believe it. <laughs> I love he's saying all this right in front of all the cops and everything, and they're just staring at them. But, 
But that's what I noticed, like how much better, uh, like how much greater like his friend is in this one. Because he's like, what? Some do. <laughs> like, neither one of them give a shit. Right. We're about to get killed. Well, like, it's because they're in New York. They're used to just saying whatever. Right. And- yeah, it's just like a culture shock. And yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. the best thing. Because like, that's why like people are always like, well, why the fuck are they so going on these guys? too? So they Because they're two kids. Like you wouldn't look at them and think like, oh, these guys are fucking murderers, you know? Um, right, they're out of out of towners, so you right. automatically assume it's the fucking out of towners. But it's such a small community in in Alabama where they're at that everybody knows everybody. So like when the kid gets killed at the store, I heard Jimmy Willis got shot, and he's like, he's dead. And then like the whole town was out there. Right. So like it's to give you the perspective that like they all want these motherfuckers to fry because they think they killed one of their friends or one mm-hmm. of their kids. You know what I mean? So it, it they do a good job because like everybody treats them like shit. Even when they go to prison, like the guards are like telling them about the fucking electric chair not working right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caught a guy's head on fire. I said just spend the money and fix it instead of paying these high ass electric bills. Because <laughs> like they're sitting in their cell and the fucking lights start flickering because they're fucking killing somebody. Yeah, he's like it took three times, but we finally got him. <laughs> I he said, you know imagine. what the fucking execution age is in Alabama? And he's like, what, 16? He's like, 10. <laughs> so, yeah, they're already, like, making fun of him. But, like, uh, they said they were going from UCLA back to New York, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're going from New York to UCLA, one or the other. Why the fuck are you in Alabama? Like, there is not a single way that you're driving across the country and we're just going to take it down. Well, a lot of people. And then go across. Like, actually... There is. Um, it's like a month's trip. Only reason I know is because uh, I had a friend that moved up north and they went from Florida to Oregon. You have to do that. You have to go up through Florida and then drive all the way south and then go straight up. Like, I don't know why it's like that. But going like you said, going to Brooklyn, you wouldn't have to do a U. Right. Like, I don't see that. But a lot of people do road trips. Maybe they just wanted to do a road trip I mean, on their yeah, way I mean, back. Yeah. It. And he says what he's told his mom. He's like, we just figured a trip through the South to be more better to look at. Yeah. Cornfields and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, it was. But nobody uh, wants to go through Alabama. There's nothing there. No, nah, there's nothing in Alabama. <laughs> but uh, roll time. <laughs> Except that. Um, but yeah, they uh, they're so. That's when he gets the call. She's like, you think he would do it, Ma? And he's like, we got a lawyer in the family. And he's like, is he good? He's family. <laughs> <laughs> so they're sitting in the cell and he's like, what if, what if, you know, he goes, you know what happens in these places? He goes, yeah, I know what happens in these places. He goes, well, don't you worry that that's going to happen to us? And he's like, we're the only two in here. <laughs> right. Look at those cots. What if they put one of them in here? Stan, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Guy named Bubba starts to treat you like his girlfriend. (laughs) I'm not ready for this. (laughs) Although they reuse like a comic, a comedy skit twice. That's what like because when they were in the uh, the cop being interrogated, Mm. asking about the whole situation, they're talking at them and they don't really understand what they're talking about. They did the same thing in the jail cell whenever Joe Pesci finally shows up. No, because I thought that was what made it hilarious because he had just told Macho, like, hey man, somebody's gonna try to fuck us. Right, right. And he's right. like, I told him to bring me to the new guys, and he took me here. <laughs> like, funny thing, fuck some new meat. Funny thing is, Joe Pesci does look like if he was in jail, he would try. To oh, fuck he'd you. be the guy. Like, yeah. he would the, tell you how it's gonna go down. Like, I don't like, care that he's five foot tall. He's yeah. like, <laughs> it's not what I represent. It's what's behind me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's like, maybe we should get to know each other. What are you shaking for? <laughs> 
We should get to know each other a little bit before we get into it. <laughs> he just keeps like saying the perfect things to make it sound creepy, dude. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to do this. <laughs> well, I understand, but I'm doing you a favor. Right. You guys are getting <laughs> fucked either way. <laughs> Hey, look, you're getting fucked either way, guy. <laughs> At least with me. You stand a chance. That shit was funny. Maybe we should we should let him sleep. <laughs> me and you will get started. Yeah, so they uh so they finally sit down with him and realize he has not practiced law at all. He actually failed the bar six times. Third time's a charm. Not for me, it wasn't. <laughs> six six time was the charm yeah. for me. <laughs> Episode. So you've done like murders and you know manslaughters and stuff like that. No, nah. but like armed robberies and like drugs and you know shit like that, right? Like Grand Theft Auto. No, nah. no. Nah. What well, have you done? Uh, right now, I practice uh, personal injury, <laughs> slipping <laughs> falls. Barely a lawyer. I like. The little, uh, the little nod to that in the movie. Whenever the oh yeah, yeah. so uh, you his- fought your place <laughs> somewhere else. Or, or first he goes rear end, nah, I fell. Ah shit. <laughs> then he goes back to talking to old boy. <laughs> Would you fall at your place or someone else's? My place. Shit. He puts I love. On. I love that little little bit. I little love that little- whole fucking scene. It's hilarious. Oh, it's great. <laughs> we'll get to it, but yeah. So. He um he, he goes to the first appearance, and all you have to do is to you know there's another thing about this movie that I did love. This taught me so much about the judicial process. Like I had no idea. I'm glad you said that because this movie I watched a uh, shout out to Legal Legal. He is a lawyer on YouTube that you know goes over stuff like lawyer this. shit in movies, lawyer shit in movies, and he said this is the most quoted movies between lawyers. Yeah, he said this is super accurate yeah as far as like the i mean um most trials don't go that fast it's not like oh we did the arraignment and now trial starts monday but like no that's how fast they were trying to fry these motherfuckers like no but this one is so accurate that they show the uh the interrogation scenes in school like they show this to kids and be like this is how you're supposed to interrogate Mm. like it's like that's how accurate it is so shout out to this movie and legal legal i did not know that i'm gonna have to start Watching them because mm-hmm. I like lawyer shit in movies. I think about that sometimes. I'm oh, like, he breaks. Can I use that? He like, breaks down lawyer or uh, cases in movies. So check him out. Legal, legal. Yeah, he's great. Okay, but yeah. So he all he has to do is say fucking guilty or not guilty, and he's like, he's like, Look, this has all been one big huge misunderstanding. He's like, is this? He's like, let me get this straight. Herbal Munster's like, let me get this straight. So you want to skip the arraignment, go straight to trial. It goes straight to a, uh, was it a, a dismissal? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, you know, and he's like, if the next words out of your mouth <laughs> is not guilty or not guilty. I don't even want to hear you clear your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I will hold you a contempt of this court. I think I get the point. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> And then he's like, their bail's $200,000. Trial will start on Monday. And Mr. Gambini, your bail will be $200. <laughs> you fucking serious? <laughs> you fucking Marissa. You know you got to get me out, right? You, you got to get me out. He's telling Marissa to me. Right, right, right. 
The great thing with them, like I said, and their relationship makes this movie fantastic too, is when they first get like almost every scene they have together is just fucking gold to me. Like, because you would think that they wouldn't be a good fit because he's like a womanizer and like, you know, he looks way older than her, clearly. Um uh, he was forty nine. Yeah, she's she like twenty seven. Yeah, exactly. Like she's young as shit. <laughs> she's literally half his she's age. She's at her hottest and he's like him. Yeah. You know, but like I mean it's Pesci, so he gets points for being a badass, right? But, I mean, I'd make out with Joe Pesci, so. I mean, for the right, you know, for the right moment. Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? <laughs> for the story, at least. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he, um, they get there and he's like, something's wrong with the tie. And he's like, ain't nothing under there. She's like, she's like, I'm telling you, the rotation's off. You need to put it on the rack. Because you find out later in the movie that she worked in a garage, he worked in a garage and they fucking know everything about cars between the two of them. Mm -hmm. But she is on another fucking level. Yeah. She's like a genius when it comes to that stuff. She saves their fucking lives. Mm -hmm. Like we're jumping around a little bit, but yeah, like later on you'll see how fucking good she is. So, um, anyways, so the, the, older gentleman comes up to him. He's like, you got mud in your tires. He's like, mud in the tires? Like, you get mud in the tire? <laughs> it's just an expression. You know, sometimes we're famous for our mud here. You're famous for your mud. How's your Chinese food? <laughs> Stop asking people about Chinese food. Do you think they have Chinese food here? They don't even have Chinese people, probably. But, uh, like, I love their little back and forth. And uh, the great joke in this movie is every hotel they stay at, there's something that wakes Joe Pesci up at fucking three in the morning, four in the morning. Yes. The entire time. It and is I really think it's, fucking funny. It's great. Because by the fourth place, like, she's fucking laughing. Mm -hmm. And the look on his face is how everybody <laughs> fucking look. <laughs> The one thing I love about this movie is the first half of the movie, there's so much setup. Yes. Like all the way down to grits. Yeah. Like they go to a little diner and he's like, what's grits? <laughs> what are they made of? The fuck is a grit? <laughs> and it pays off in the end of the movie. That's what I love. Like the he whole dumps that pound of lard on the fucking fryer <laughs> or on the fucking flat top. And right. he's like, so have you heard the problem with cholesterol in this country? <laughs> So yeah, that's one thing I love is the setup and the payoff, like mud in the tires. You find out she's really great at uh, knowing about cars, the grits, and everything. So it is. Um, the 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 first place they go, it's like a fucking uh, what was it? Oh, it's that fucking. It's a steel it's the whistle, yeah, steel whistle. And he's like, so what's with the loud fucking whistle at four in the morning? Just to let everyone know to get up. He's like, that's the steel mill. Letting everybody know it's time to get up, start the day. Uh-huh. Can hear for miles. <laughs> He's like, awesome. Apparently. <laughs> so the second place he goes is next to a slaughterhouse. <laughs> These fucking pigs. <laughs> He's like, what Yeah, but who's fuck? slaughtering pigs at three in the morning? Like, that was weird. I mean, is there a good time of day to slaughter pigs? Like, I don't know. I feel like they should have breakfast before they get slaughtered. <laughs> I mean, those guys are fucking living the lifestyle. You know? I gotta eat some bacon before I make this bacon. You know what I'm the saying? The third one, right? The third one is by far the funniest one. Oh my god, the train! Because of the train, and he gets up. He's like, "So the train does it come by every? The train usually come through here at five a.m. No, it's uh, it's unusual. He's like, said okay. it almost never happens, right? Okay. It comes by again the next morning, <laughs> and he's like, "I thought you said it doesn't come by at five. No, he's like, it's priceless. As he hits the bell, just like the fucking oh. <laughs> 
told me that train never comes through here. Almost never comes through here at five. I know she's supposed to come through at a quarter to four. <laughs> oh, it was fucking hilarious. But it's fucking shaking the hotel so bad because it's literally like railroad tracks, spit, hotel. Like, it fucking shakes the glass off the fucking table. And Marissa Tomei, the second time, she just starts dying laughing. Yeah. And he's like, he just has the look on his face like, I hate my life. Um, and when he keeps going to jail, he has to ride back to the prison with Ralph Macchio and his friend. And he's like, he's like, you didn't ask any fucking questions. He's like, you could have got that shit thrown out. He's like. He's like, you didn't know you could ask questions, man? Because, <laughs> you know, Ralph trying to... <laughs> right, right, right. It's his cousin. He's trying to, like, you know, uh, you know, make him seem like, come on, man. You're not this fucking stupid. Right. Right? <laughs> like, That's the only thing. Like, the fact that he's went through school, he passed his bar. Like, I don't feel like he would be that dumb. But, you know, I kind of let it go for comedic value. I ain't gonna lie. Like, um, the first, like, when I used to watch this movie as a kid, I used to think, like, he wasn't even a real fucking lawyer. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I thought, like, the whole time. Like, he wasn't even a lawyer, you know what I yeah. mean? Because, like, he lied about everything mm-hmm. to the judge, so he'd leave him the fuck alone or whatever. Right. But, um, so, yeah, like, I, I was like, yeah, and that's how I took it. Like, he probably cheated his way through fucking law school. That's why it took him six times to pass the bar, because he not really know the law. Yeah. And that's why he does personal injury, because it's, like, probably the easiest like practice of law that you could do. Well, it I think it's one of those things he's good at arguing. Or so like as long as you as long as you get somebody in the courtroom, he can like argue their case and right. do do very well at it. But when it comes to like actual practice, <laughs> even the setup, you were talking about setup and that's good too cuz I didn't even think about that until right now, but yeah, you're right. This movie does do a great job in the first 45 of setting mm-hmm. up the second half of this movie. Yep. Because he even tells the prosecutor, because he's trying to get cool with the prosecutor, thinking that it's going to help him with the case, but he doesn't know that he has to give him discovery. He has to give him all the information, because when you go into court, you can't, like, do that. Like, you have to give them a fair chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, full disclosure. Right. So he thinks that he has to, like, get cool with him, so he'll tell him, but he just bitches, like, oh, I'd like to get a look at your files. He's like, all right, I'm sent over. (laughs) (laughs) So, Shirley, why don't you print them all for me? Send him over to Mr. Gambini. Uh, you got Xerox over there? Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he talks about that Judge Malloy, about how he wanted his son to be a law, you know, a law student, but he ended up being a, a musician. And mm-hmm. he goes, he, he was from Brooklyn, too, so it made me think I could do it. Like, I didn't know that the story at first was bullshit or it was like, but then you find out later on that that's who she calls to get help. Right. You know, to send over shit mm-hmm. for him. But, uh, yeah, so it's just great setup. So he's meeting with the prosecutor, and then uh, it's a great scene. He's getting ready. She's like, you going fucking hunting? And he's like, yeah, I'm a man's man. I could go hunting. She's like, what are you going to hunt? He's like, I don't know, bears, maybe deer. You're going to shoot a fucking deer? <laughs> well, you want me to look like a pussy out here in the fucking wilderness? Yeah, I might shoot a deer. You think these pants are all right? I love her little her little spiel. It's because you don't know where it's going. You go shoot a little doe-eyed baby deer. Imagine, imagine being a deer, and you uh, you going up to a nice brook. You want to get a drink of water. Put your little deer lips down to the water. Cool, so, clear water. Some fucking guy blows your head off, dude. In his facial expression, because she hits him out of that nowhere. Boom! You get shot in the fucking head. Your brains are everywhere. <laughs> Now let me ask you 
ask you, would you give a fuck about what kind of pants the son of a bitch that shot you was wearing? <laughs> fucking died. I fell off my fucking couch it's laughing. It's fucking gold. I love it so much. Boom. <laughs> His fucking expression, like it's fucking. Classy. She is great in this movie. She is, man. Like, uh, oh, fun fact: whenever uh, she was moving, she lost, almost lost her award in the move. Wow, <laughs> could you imagine? Uh, Joe Pesci actually I another copy. Joe Pesci won an award for Goodfellas, and he won best supporting. When he was shooting this movie, he was taking. He took his award to the set and was showing everybody. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. If you won an Oscar, why wouldn't you show it to everybody? Right. He's got two. Yeah. He's that good. Those supporting, but I mean He got robbed for casino though, man. Yeah. He should have got one for casino. He should got one for this. Cause like you yeah. said, this is Home Alone meets Goodfellas smashed together Joe Pesci. But it, I think it's still such a crazy important movie though, because like she won. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that is pretty crazy like, but she's great but comedies were not taken serious at all like that's how good this fucking movie is that mm-hmm. the academy was like this is a fucking comedy man. this is good mm-hmm. like, this is fucking real good but it, it, it just doesn't seem like it should it, it's not like a complicated movie it's like it's just a fun time when you're watching it like right i love that it took it because when i was watching it the first you know half of the movie you're not sure how serious it's going to take the whole mm-hmm seen uh the whole uh uh oh my god what am i trying to say the trial thank you you don't know how serious it's going to take the trial but once it gets to the trial and they start interrogating i'm like a fucking law and order episode i was like holy shit this feels real like it feels like like i know it's a movie but some of this stuff that was said in the courtroom are literally taking from actual cases makes sense yeah um i love that when they're picking the jury and she's like, I think it should be up to the victim's family what happens to him. Well, in this particular situation, it was two boys shot a clerk in the back, robbed him, and left him to die. Fry him. <laughs> She'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And uh, so it's it's great because like he keeps getting held in contempt. And the first day they're supposed to give opening statements, but he hasn't slept in like five since he's been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's sleeping and, the, the, and he's like, Finn, he like fucking kicks him and he's like, you have an open statement? And he's like, yeah, everything that guy just said was bullshit. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he's like, ignore everything he said other than thank you. <laughs> I love, uh, you didn't touch on it, but I love the ongoing joke about his, uh, what he's wearing. Because oh, yeah. when he first goes to court, he's wearing just a leather jacket. Well, it's funny because when they first get up and they're talking about the mud and the tires, he's like, you know, you stick out like a sore thumb. And she's like, oh, and you don't. He's like, well, at least I got the cowboy boots. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a leather suit. Yeah. And like, just fucking like, I don't know if the pants are leather or not, too. But like, he's he's killing it. He looks like Johnny Cash. Right. He's in all black, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and I guess that's what he thought because that's like I feel like in his mind that's all he knows about the South is they love Johnny Cash and cowboy and boots. they love their fucking cowboy <laughs> boots so like I think that's what he was going for yeah. and it's just funny because uh, the judge is like if you come back into my courtroom and you're not wearing a proper suit and tie with a jacket made of cloth <laughs> I could listen to that man talk all day right he's so I'll great. hold you a contempt court again and he's like Oh, you were serious about that. And then it shows her riding back on the fucking bus again. 
And he's like, you could have got it tossed out. He's like, let me explain something to you, Stanley. You're in Alabama. You shot a good old boy. There was no fucking way this wasn't going to trial. <laughs> so, of course, the buddy Stan, he's giving up all hope. He gets a public defender. Right. This was actually fucking hilarious. I thought the dude was having a fucking stroke. (laughs) (laughs) The first time, yeah. And but what it is is he has a stutter when he public speaks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he has, super nervous. He has a, like one of those like unconquerable fears, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he can't even get the fucking words out. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I busted out laughing. So he does his whole thing. He sits down. He's like, "What was that?" He's like, "I get nervous." He's like, "I think I thought I did pretty good that time." I'm getting better. I busted out laughing. Or when he goes to interrogate the first guy and he's like, he's like, you were wearing your prescription eyeglasses. How could you tell? (laughs) They're reading glasses. (laughs) Tell me what color the defendant's eyes are. And he's like, brown and hazel green. No more questions. (laughs) The way he looked at him, like, you clever son of a bitch. Right, right, right. And he sits back down. He's like, that's it? He's like, he's a tough one. <laughs> he's a tough it one. is It is pretty funny now that I think about it. It's like pretty ingenious because you have someone that's very bad at interrogating, contrasting whenever Joe Pesci's character finally does get his chance to interrogate the witnesses. When he's actually lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize how like good he is at breaking down the evidence because uh, what's the first one? The grits? Well, see, because what he told him when he told him when he because uh, that's what it was because he got the public defender and he told Ralph Macho he's like look you're my friend bro he's like I know that's your family but you're gonna go to you're gonna get killed yeah and he's gonna go home so right. like you need to make a choice you need to come with me because yeah. it's gonna look bad if I have a competent lawyer and you got him so that's the whole thing and uh, well Joe Pesci was Joe uh, Pesci's like hey look man I know I've been fucking up but you got to give me a chance. Like, once you let me get out there and get in this shit, like I'm going to, I'm going to win. And he's like, how are you so sure? And he's like, because I know you didn't fucking do this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to see through all the bullshit because I know you're a good kid and you didn't do this. And I'm yeah. going to fucking prove this. Right. Just give me the chance. And then, and then like a true Pesci fashion. He's like, I think you should give me the chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, let me interrogate the first witness. If you don't think I can do the job, fire me then fire me right then. And it, and it does. It's like, it's great because he really gets to do what Pesci's great at. And that's fucking yell at people <laughs> and make them feel like dumb fucks yeah. because he kills the first guy. Cause this dude, uh, he was making breakfast and he saw him going into the store, but he didn't really see who came out of the store. He just right. saw him go in. Mm-hmm. And because I'm sure he knew the store clerk, he lived in that close to the store. He probably went there every day probably a good friend of his right so he thinks he's doing the right thing he's like yeah it was these two fucking kids because that's the only two we saw mm-hmm. so the whole thing is fucking crazy as shit because literally we're talking at about a five minute window that they pull off and these guys come in and and they just happen to have boy, the same fucking same like, car look, look yeah car, right yeah. and then like it's just two younger guys right so like you know and like you said which you get through all the all the cross-examination, you realize that the witnesses are just fucking older people that knew him Mm -hmm. and were friends of his, and they just want to 
They want to get their friends murder solved. So they're not necessarily trying to fuck these kids, but they're the only ones that they have to blame. Right. So an eyewitness is a pretty good because uh, that's what I was thinking when watching this. I'm like, man, you got three eyewitnesses like that's hard. That's going to be hard to get get around. But that's what I said. If Joe Pesci didn't know in his heart that Ralph Macchio didn't have it in him to do this shit, mm-hmm. that like anybody would have been like, bro, y'all got a lot of because even the public defender, you know, before you find out he stutters and shit like he's like, let's take a pause. Oh, we're back. Sorry, we had to take a slight pause. But uh, so, yeah, he um, he he asked him, he goes. So, based on where your house is from the sack and suds, which way did the defendants were coming at? He goes, they were kind of coming at me. Mm-hmm. He goes, and when they were leaving the sack and suds, what kind of view did you have? They were kind of walking away from me. He goes, so you say you would, because uh, that's what it is. Like, you give them simple shit to loosen them up. You know, they make you feel like, are you calling me a dumbass? You know, that type of thing. No, and, what it is, is they're walking them down a certain path. And once they get to the certain, you know, point in the examination, it doesn't matter what they're saying because they lose all credibility. Mm. And that's what he's doing. He's setting up all the facts so that what you're saying can't really be true. Right. So he uh, he goes. He goes, uh, so what? you were making breakfast, right? He goes, what'd you have for breakfast? Well, he's like, why don't uh, why don't you think it could have been someone else that did that? He's like, it did. Happened too fast. He's like, how lo- how long do you think it took? He's like, about five minutes. And he's like, oh, okay. So you're making breakfast. What'd you have for breakfast? And he's like, eggs and grits. He's like, oh, I love grits. And then it touches back to <laughs> right. that. You know? He goes, what kind of grits? Al dente? Da, 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 da. No, no, no. He said instant grits. He's like, no, no respect respected southerner. And I feel like people would say that. Oh, 100%. Here, like, I've heard that before. <laughs> no respected southerner uses instant grits. All oh, posh, you know? And uh, he's like, yeah, I mean, so you're going to tell me that grits cook faster in your kitchen than anywhere else in the world? Right. Are they magic grits? <laughs> Did Jack get those grits for the same guy? He got the beanstalk beans? Because regular grits take 20 minutes. <laughs> Everybody knows they take 20 minutes. And it's true because they told him that, you know, which mm-hmm. is, you know, fucking genius. Yep. He's like, are you sure about that five minutes? Uh, and then, of course, the dude starts breaking down. He's like, I, I might have been mistaken. And he's like, are you sure about that five minutes? And you get some, like, serious Pesci for yeah, a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, he goes off. Goodfellas Pesci for a second. Are you sure about that five minutes? I'm Joe done Pesci, with this guy. Joe Pesci was such a good pick for this movie. Like, it, I think it was supposed to be somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, I'm, too. I'm so glad it's Joe Pesci because he nails it. If you, I noticed it last night, though, but if you look at some of the points uh, when he's cross-examinating some of the people, witnesses, like, it's almost like he almost busted out laughing. Oh, yeah. So I he would that. have to, like, he would have to, like, cover his mouth or, like, he would turn his head or yeah. whatever. But, like, I noticed it, like, two times. Once when he was yelling at the big guy, mm-hmm. the first guy, like, I noticed that, like, right before he yells at him, it looks like he's about to just start going, like, fucking, you know, like, <laughs> but, like, he just, like, stops himself or whatever. I believe it. And then, uh, Oh. Or, or it's good editing. They cut to the jury one yeah, or the yeah, other. Yeah. You know, like they do a good job of like getting it off of them when they have to. Right. But, uh, yeah. So I, I noticed that though. Like, because I wonder if for him, like, it's got to be easier to play the tough guy because that's where he grew up. Like, you know, like it just comes more natural to him, I mm-hmm. would feel. That's why I think he is such a great actor because of movies he did like this and Home Alone, Good Shepherd. 
you know, stuff like of uh, the lethal weapons because he wasn't playing a tough guy. Not really. This one maybe a little bit, but like Home Alone. I mean, he's playing a robber, but like it's still way off from Tommy and Nikki and shit like that. The roles that everybody knows him and loves him for. Right. You know, so I, I think that actually is a test to his talent that he could do a movie like this where it's not you're not just knocking people or, you, you know what I'm saying? You're not just shooting motherfuckers or you're not just yelling. You know, you're having to do a bit of both. Yeah, and, and comedy uh, is never a fucking guarantee. You know, what yeah, I mean? he, he's a perfect balance between being the hard ass but also doing a comedy at the same time. Yeah, and like you said, like he nailed this one, man. Like mm-hmm. he fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I can't remember if this was the examination or one of the other ones, but he's like, "So you're saying two Utes?" <laughs> the oh, judge I fucking love that shit. It's uh, it's one of the most quotable lines of the it's, fucking. It's, it's the next guy. It's the uh. <laughs> it's it's the man with the shit all over his oh, windows. Okay, okay. Uh, he played an Ace Ventura. I love that guy. Yeah, he's like he's like a, he's playing a simple guy in this one too. <laughs> and he's like, "What's this all over your fucking windows?" He's like, "Mud." He's like, "What's all over your front yard? Trees? What's all over these trees?" Like you said, he's Leaves. walking him down the path. Yep. What's between all the trees, bushes, you know, shit like that. So between all these trees, all these bushes, you're going to tell me you saw them come out. You saw two Utes. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, two what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Two two Utes. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sorry, two youths. <laughs> This is a fun fact because uh, Joe Pesci was having a conversation with the director and this was a actual conversation that they had with each other. He thought it was so funny he wanted to put it in the movie. Uh, that's good shit, though. <laughs> a what? Two utes. <laughs> what is a ute? <laughs> what is a ute? Oh, it's great. The two defendants, and he like shifts his eyes over to the judge. He, I love that, too, by the end of it, that like him and the judge have like this little fucking back and forth going. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the judge fucking hates him. Like, right. He fucking hates him. He pretty much tells him, like, I don't like people from out of town and shit. Like, you better come to my courtroom ready to go. And like, he fucks up right out the gate, like, the whole time. Like, he's just trying this old man's patience, you mm-hmm. know. But it's fucking gold. And uh, so he interviews that guy and pretty much stumps him, you know. Well, uh, what the lawyer, you know, legal, legal was saying, he's like, he walked him down a path that it didn't matter what he said, because if he was like, are you so now are you sure that you saw those two boys? Even if he said yes or no, he lost all credibility because of the circumstances, like his windows being dirty, all the bushes and everything. So So let's just say you saw two people walk out. Or run out or whatever. You didn't really see who it was. Mm-hmm. You just assumed that it was these two. Right. But uh so during all this there's a scene, it's kind of it's early it's very it's after the first time he goes to jail after the arraignment. But it's such a great scene, I still want to talk about it. It's it's a pool hall. She's like Oh right. She's like, Where are you she's like he's like, You just need to keep bailing me out. She's like, Yeah, about that. I can't keep bailing you out. I've almost cashed all of our travelers checks, which made me think like, God man, you remember travelers checks? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's insane. I remember I never obviously never used one, but like my mom told me about them and I was just mm-hmm. like, Wow. It was just like these little checks that you would go cash at banks when you were like out. There's just like a little bit of money you could have with you. Yep. But uh She's like, I got stiffed like, for two hundred dollars. Yeah, I tried to hustle the money, but I got stiffed. He said, "Wait, you got what?" <laughs> he didn't even care that his woman just went and hustled somebody. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just like, "What do you mean you got stiffed?" 
So it's pretty funny. They walk into the bar and it's a fucking hick bar. Pool of chicken. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it looks over. And, uh, it made me want to start my own pool and chicken bar. Right. I just do fried chicken and play pool. He goes, that's him over there. And he's got the Marty McFly vest on, which is awesome. And then you look at this fucking homeboy, sticks a whole chicken leg in his fucking mouth and pulls out a bone. Wait, that's not how you eat your... No, no, that's not how you eat chicken. <laughs> they had a great uh, line about that in uh, Be Cool. Mm-hmm. And The Rock plays a gay guy, you know, and he him and Vince Vaughn are like celebrating this shit. They're like, man, let's get some chicken and waffles in this bitch. Some Roscoe's in this bitch. And it's... And the rock goes, you know, I could take a whole chicken leg in my mouth and just pull out the boat. And he said, but you don't do that shit by my chicken. You better, the only thing better be wet on my chicken is the syrup, man. Get, keep your shit separate. <laughs> shit is hilarious, man. Have you ever seen Be Cool? No. Oh, we might do that. We might do that. Have you, have you ever seen Get Shorty? Uh, nope. Oh, my God, bro. That's why I said when we started doing this podcast, the, you're like, you've seen so much. I'm like, you don't understand. I haven't seen as much as you think I have. It's the year of the comedy, bro. Yeah. Cause like those are great. I I, I mean, be cool's funny, but get shorty's hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. Another Gandolfini movie. But yeah, uh, so he goes up to the guy and he's like, "Let me get this straight. Uh, you and uh, you and Miss Lisa here, y- y'all played a game of pool for two hundred dollars, and you won't pay her the money." And he's like, "Uh, he's like." I'd like to take the two. Yeah, I'm here to collect the 200. And he's like, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and he's like, so let me understand this. You're going to fucking kick my ass or collect $200. He's like, ah, I can't be honest with you. I could use a good ass kick. <laughs> <laughs> Get my ass kicked to collect $200. No, I'm just going to go with the $200. And he's like over my dead body. And he's like, you like to negotiate it as you go, don't you? <laughs> He goes, do I have to fucking kill you or can I just kick the other loving shit out of you and get the money? And he's like, you're going to kick my ass. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, in your fucking dreams. He goes, no, in reality, (laughs) I will kick the ever loving shit out of you when I get the $200. And he's like, yeah. He's like, all right. So we agreed on the terms. I kick your ass and you give me $200. He's like, yeah, buddy. And he's like, we're going to fight now. (laughs) And he's like, uh, he goes, show me the $200. I got the money. Okay, show it to me. I can get it. You can get it. <laughs> get the money, then I'll kick your ass. This is a very uh, casino goodfellas Joe Pesci moment. <laughs> and then you you get the, uh, that's a running joke through the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is great. Because it's like you have the, the storyline, the main storyline obviously is the trials, but I love the little side shit they get into. I agree. They're nice, funny Tidbits. Uh, tidbits yeah throughout the movie what he has to go through in this like hick ass town like the hotels and now this guy wanting to fight him for two hundred dollars like they're nice little ongoing jokes they, right they don't yeah. overdo it they sprinkle it in just enough it's like yeah they're in jail and they're fighting for their lives but like he's going through hell trying to keep them out yeah, like, yeah, or like yeah. trying to get them proved innocent mm-hmm. you know so it's fucking hilarious uh and, and he even it's a great scene it's coming up you know um so he goes and he, he hangs out with the prosecutor and the prosecutor is a good old boy. He's been in a bunch of shit too. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pretty much tells him like, yeah, I got to give you all that or whatever. But he gives him a honey cam. He's a good guy. He's like, I enjoyed the competition because when he starts destroying the witnesses, like he's like, 
hey, you know, you're, you're not all right. You're all right. You know, I like the competition or whatever. But uh, so he gets him the hunting cabin. And he's like, yeah, man, you'll sleep like a baby out there. And, like, you and your lady go out there. So they're in there sleeping in the fucking, fucking owl. <laughs> Which I did not know owls screech like that. Holy that's, shit. That's not real, but. Fun. Can you imagine laying in oh, bed and I hear would, that? What Joe Pesci did is exactly what I would do if I heard something like that. But Not me, bro. A fucking car is way easier to fucking kill me in than, than a house, <laughs> bro. Like, you just got to go through a window. Like, I guess I'm talking the about getting too. the gun and just start shooting oh, shit oh, outside. Oh, 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 I thought you meant like when they're like go to sleep in the car. I was like, how's that gonna help you? No, like, I'm talking about the gun. Oh, <laughs> if yeah. I heard something like that, I would grab a gun as well. <laughs> that was another funny little part because obviously he's handled fucking guns before, but yeah. he's like grabbing, he's like <laughs> doing this shit with the gun, trying to get it loaded. But yeah, fuck everybody would have. <laughs> Just yeah. fucking unloads that bitch. But uh, fun fact, that was a real owl, and that was a real scene that took place, and the owl's reaction was genuine. They're just like, we got lucky with the owl. Oh, wow. So that's not like a trained owl or anything? I mean, it's probably a trained owl, but I thought it was like a, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot, like a, uh, a like shot a inside of a shot. Yeah, yeah a split like, scene. But yeah. it, no, it was literally one big shot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love he empties the fucking, uh, he empties the the, the magnum, mm-hmm. and he just fucking turns around like, yeah, got that motherfucker. <laughs> like, and then it does it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're at the cabin, and, uh, but yeah, it's like funny little side stories, like they, she, he, they, they have to sleep in the car because of, of the owl or whatever, and he gets out of the car and he slips and fucking busts his ass in the mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like she's like trying to like get him in the mood and shit because they're all in the car. He's like, she's like, it's so romantic. Look at all the stars, no one around for miles. And he's like, I don't see no stars. <laughs> and then it just starts, starts raining, pouring. So and then we get, a, and there's another callback to the fucking uh, South and their mud. Yep. <laughs> We're known for our mud. They he's, get stuck in the mud. Oh, I felt so bad for his Reeboks. They got fucked up, son. <laughs> all white, too. Oh. Well, this is leading up to one of my favorite parts of this movie is uh, so he gets something out of his truck to help get him it's a board. out of the mud. He's yeah. put it under the wheel. Right. But he also throws his suit on the in the mud. What was in that peak bag in the trunk? Oh, it's your suit. Why the fuck was my suit in the trunk? She said, I wanted I wanted took it, got it clean. I thought it'd be nice. Go to go to court with a nice, clean suit. Yeah. <laughs> So they pull up into town. He gets the car out or whatever. He's he's like, I got thirty minutes to shower. And get to the fucking courthouse and find a new suit. And she says, You get your fucking shower. I'll get your fucking suit. The the uh, the suit store has the flu. Yeah, the whole store. Yeah, that's another funny part where he's explaining <laughs> that to the judge. Yeah, <laughs> but then uh, lo and behold, the two hundred dollar guy shows up. He's like, I got you two hundred dollars, and he fans it out. Yeah, because that's what he because he tries to come back to him. It's another good little part. He's just like. I got the 200, you gonna kick my ass? And he's like... I love that punch. That was such a comical punch. Oh, dude, that, that was another thing that just makes it that much better because you know he could have probably have fucked him up, like, mm-hmm. made it look be- like more shit, you know? But yeah, the, just fucking Superman sideways <laughs> fucking punched him. Like, that's how I imagined how Joe Pesci would punch yes, anybody. 100%. Dude. Like, just straight up fucking... Right into your fucking jaw yep. with force. Um but yeah, he's like, I don't know, that's not $20. Or a bunch of ones with a 20 wrapped around mm-hmm. it. And he's like, fan it out, show me, but he won't do it. Yeah. So he's like, fuck out of here. Well, late, earlier in the movie, uh, his 
cousin Bill that's getting on trial for murder. He was talking about how Joe Pesci always like he went to a magic show and he called out what the guy was doing and right. how he was getting away with the trick. So it kind of plays into the movie like Yeah. You like know he knows people's bullshit. Right. Yeah. So that was a nice little touch talking yeah. about the rolled up twenties. He's like, so he shows him the money and then he just fucking Superman punches mm-hmm. him and takes the cash. <laughs> uh, I love how the guy kept bringing the dude with the neck brace as yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. his backup. Right, like, right. what the fuck is this guy going to do to me, bro? <laughs> I'm going to fucking hit him right in the neck. First try. Uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> so with, uh, my favorite part of the movie, they uh, the dry cleaner is closed, so they have to go to a thrift store. It's a secondhand store. Yeah. It's like a yeah, store and they go. It's to like the court, a- and he has a fucking. <laughs> what kind of suit is that? It's a fucking movie usher from like the forties. Okay, like, you know, with the guys used to walk down with the flashlight, yeah, and show, yeah. show you to your seats and shit. He like, walks into court. He's like, "Are you mocking me with that suit?" No, the only thing he doesn't have is the fucking little top hat, the yeah, little yeah, hat yeah. they put on. You know, yeah. And he's got fucking tails and everything on it. Like it's hilarious. Little bow tie. It's mm. like a. It's like, it's like a fucking sequenced fucking shirt. It's hilarious. And he's like, no, no, I'm not fucking kidding you. <laughs> no, he's like, I'm not mocking you. I'm not mocking you, Judge. Can you explain that suit? Then? <laughs> and then he goes through the whole spiel. He goes, the other suit you saw me with here the other day, nice suit. Covered goes, in mud. Covered in mud. And I went to the, y'all don't have an hour dry cleaner. So I went to get a new suit. But the whole store's got the flu. The only store with suits. In the city. Got the flu. So I had to go to the second stand store and get this ridiculous freaking thing. Because it was either this or the black jacket, which I know you hate. (laughs) (laughs) So I wore this ridiculous thing for you. I don't like your toad. What else is fucking new? (laughs) What'd you say? What? (laughs) He's like so fucking tired. Like. Ooh, it's so fucking funny because he's like, I'm away. He's like, what I say? What? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this is where we get the final eyewitness. It's yeah, this it's, old, it's an old woman, and she's got glasses, and she's uh, got Coke bottles. <laughs> yeah, man, the fucking telescopes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, how many thicknesses have you been through over the years? She's like, sixty years. I'd say ten times. You know. He's like, I think it's time for a new set. She's like, oh, no, 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 these are fine. These are fine. But, like, before he even starts, he's like, Mrs. So-and-so. She's, like, looking out, like, at the prosecutor's table. And she's like, over here, dear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's <yeah>. like, <laughs> like, turns yeah. her head and everything. So it's already proven that her eyes are fucked. Yeah. So she he sees shit. She, he's like, how far would you say you were when you heard the gunshots? You know, and she's like, about 100 feet. Mm-hmm. So he holds out a tape measure, which is fucking great. He goes over the entire prosecution side of the like, uh, like people watching. Yeah, and uh, goes out. He goes, "This is fifty feet." He's like, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And the fucking judge, uh, uh jury, let him know that the counselor's holding up two fingers. <laughs> well, come on, judge. Oh, and, you know, it's like a funny little bit. And he's like, "Mrs. Cleary." And only Mrs. Clear. Apparently, that was uh, improved by Joe Pesci. And then, like I said, the the judge's facial expressions were so, were great too. Mm-hmm. And uh, he holds up the same amount of fingers, and she says, "Fucking four. She's like, 
He's like, what do you think now? And she's like, I think I need new glasses. And I like it because he keeps saying, I'm done with this guy. I'm done with this guy. But with her, he was like, thank you, miss. Like, it just, you know, <laughs> went back to his table. And then uh, he's going to prison in his fucking uh, his usher suit. And she's like, don't worry. I'll figure out a way to get you out. And he's like, nah, I need some fucking sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave me in there. And fucking he sleeps like a baby because, like, the noise of that shit is nothing compared to what he's been through. Right. Like, it's just consistent. Which I think well, it was I figured like, it would be like the Noah because he's from Brooklyn, exactly so Brooklyn is loud as loud fuck. As so. fuck so. but it's continuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like white noise at a city, mm-hmm. especially if you've grown up there. Yeah, this is just getting one fucking terrible sound to wake you up. You know, every morning. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was funny. He kind of like smiles in his sleep. Yeah, like, he comes back in the next day and he's all fucking pumped up, ready <laughs> to go. Got a good night's sleep. Got the, uh, but that's when. Um, that's when Potter Trotter, the prosecutor, calls him and says, I got a curveball for you tomorrow. And he's like, you know, you got to let me know. And he's like, well, I just got it myself tonight. He's like, I'm going to put it with the judge. He won't be able to he won't be able to throw this out. He's pretty much letting him know, like, bitch, I'm about to win. Yeah. You think you did a great job, but like you're about to win. I'm about to win. Right. So he shows up and like Joe Pesci stayed up all night reading like every section of a law book that came with like with witnesses mm-hmm. and, and like the the preparation and like what you're supposed to and not. And he like breaks down intellectual and he's like, and therefore, you know, all this shit. And, like I, I can only imagine how many takes it took for him to get all that right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love the judge is like, that's a well thought out. That and- was very intellectual thought out. Uh, what, what he even called it a. Uh, Oh shit! Like uh, uh, lucid. Yeah. That's what he says. Uh, lucid, very intelligent, very articulate. Overruled. Yeah. <laughs> he's just fucking like, of course. And then I love when he's walking back, and like by this time, and that's another cool part. When the trial first starts, there's like four people in there, mm-hmm. and then by the end, the bitch is full. Like the whole town's. You in know, it's funny. I didn't even notice. Yeah, like the whole town's in there, huh. and like Joe Pesci like throws his arms up, and like you can hear people like fucking cheering, like they're like actually rooting for him to yeah, prove yeah, yeah. these guys' innocence. So then you get, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's also been an actor for a long time. He's mm-hmm. great. Um, oh, right, right, right. It's uh, James Rebhorn? Yeah, Re- Rebhorn. Yeah, James Rebhorn. He plays a uh, a tires analyst for the FBI, which is actually like a thing. Like you know, they can- Oh, yeah, because when I was talking about how they took actual... Shit from cases. Yeah, yeah, that what he was saying was actually taken from a case. So he pretty much says that there's only one car that could make that kind of uh, tire track marks. On no, the there's only one tire that can make those tire tracks, and he talks about the uh, that specific tire. And then it's pertained to just this model, mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. Right. And it's pretty much saying that the same the, tires that are on their car, right? And it's these boys' car, yeah. so that proves that it was them. But they were at the store, so mm-hmm. you know. But they don't have anything, so at that point, you know, Joe Pesci has to like get a recess to figure it out, and. She's trying to like, cause she's been supporting Marissa Tomei has been supporting Lisa's been supporting him the whole time. She wants to help, but she doesn't know how to help because she doesn't know anything about law, but she's just kind of like, she knows he's fucking up and she's like, I see you drowning and I want to save you, but I don't know how. And she's been taking pictures throughout the whole, she has this little pink camera. Yeah. yeah. And she was trying to cheer him up because she could see that like he needed it, you know, Mm -hmm. he needed to pick me up. And he's like eating and like going through notes and 
you know, shit like that. Yeah. And uh, she's like, she's like, I got the pictures. He's like, what? What? And she's like, I'm just trying to fucking help, you know? And he, so he starts going through the pictures. And he's like, oh, this is going to help me. Pictures of this. Pictures of the fucking store. Me in the shower. This is what's going to crack the case open. Mm-hmm. Me in the fucking shower. So mm-hmm. she like gets pissed and like says, fuck you and leaves. And uh, he has to go back to court by himself. And you can tell he's not really right because like he ain't got her with him. You know, and she's like, right. But uh, um, so he notices in one of the pictures, oh, that he sees this in court. That's what it is. But uh, she has the, the, the picture of the tire tracks and uh, he has the rele- revelation. And that's when he calls her back. Like, hey, you need to come help me in this case. Like, I know both, you hate me. They both because they both know uh, cars. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because she's on the phone because it actually plays. Mm. I love this setup in this movie. Like yeah. everything has a purpose. And that's what makes for great writing in movies. Like if you're going to do something, it needs to have a purpose. So she's on the phone and he pulls her eyes. What are you going to say? Well, he says, he, he tells he tells the judge, he's like, I need a fucking 10 minute recess. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, five minutes. You got three. <laughs> right. So he goes to the sheriff and he's like, please, you need to look this up for me. And he's like, you got to do that shit yourself. He's like, look, man, these motherfucking kids lives are at stake. He's like, mm-hmm. I need help. Like, you're a cop. Do you have to do this? Right. So he fucking he hands him the paper. Well, then he runs out there and, you know, finds her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, Lisa, you got to come. You got to go. She's like, fuck, you know, whatever. Well, then he like forces the bailer to like bring him in because mm-hmm. he's going to use her as a witness. Right. And then it's a great scene. It's one of the best scenes for her because she goes on the stand and he's like, he's like, could you tell me a little bit about your uh, expertise? Oh, yeah. I as, love the breakdown. A, like, how is she? Mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's like, like ignoring him. And he's like. Can I, can you, can I, judge, can you uh, tell the witness to answer the question? And she's like, the witness is being hostile. And she's like, you think I'm being hostile now? What's funny is uh, she's like not trying to look at him. So he's trying to like get in her line of sight and she's like turning around. And I was watching this with the wife. She's like, that's me when I'm mad at you. (laughs) She's like, this is fucking like, she's like, I feel heard. She makes me feel heard. (laughs) So he's like breaking it down, and uh, then the prosecutor's like, "Well, I'd like to question how how what much her expertise is." And this, and yeah, that. because you can't just have anybody show up in court because they could just say nonsense. So you have to have credibility. So the judge asked her, he's like, "Are you uh, are you a mechanic, or what do you know about cars or whatever?" No, he's like, "What do you do for a profession?" I'm a hairdresser. So what does that out of work that? hairdresser? Yeah, 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 out of work hairdresser. So how does that qualify you to talk about cars? She's like, well, my dad's a mechanic. My His a dad's mechanic. a mechanic. His uncle's a mechanic. My brothers are mechanics. My four brothers, they're mechanics. My cousins, they're mechanics. Yeah. And I've walked into shops my entire life. And uh, he's like, so how does that qualify? Or he's like, that's your, f-. he goes, well, he's like, there's no doubt your family is qualified. He's like, but what does that make you do? And then he like throws some crazy ass car question out there, which yeah. like, I guess a good old, pr- pr- the, you know, he's, like cars too, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But he gave her a trick question. Yeah. And she's like, it's a bullshit question. And he's like, is it a bullshit question? Cause you don't know the answer. And she's like, no, because that does shit doesn't exist. Yeah. And like, he's like, okay, she, she's good. Yeah. You know? So he asked her, you know, the question about, uh, was, is this possible? Yada, yada, yada with this car. And she was like, because at first, like you said, she's mad at him, but she ain't trying to help. 
Yeah, but then when she looks so at the picture, she realizes what he realized mm-hmm. about the tire tracks. And I know just enough about cars to realize like she's saying some accurate shit talking about the differential and shit like that because yeah. that's the thing about differentials like one can one tire will spin and the other one won't. So you need a locking differential so both tires can spin. So I was pretty surprised. So positive rear traction, which Right. So I thought it was pretty surprising how accurate the car information is, but yet in Fast and Furious, we can't get any accurate information about cars that's real. So you're saying you can't jump a car from skyscraper to skyscraper. <laughs> I'm just talking about if you hit NOS on your car, why does your floorboard fall out? <laughs> Good point. There's no wind coming up. <laughs> There's no reason for that. that Fast, and cool. Fury, Fast and Furious is fucking ridiculous, and nothing that they say is real, and it's just funny to me yet you have this little movie about a court case and they briefly talk about cars and it's more accurate than that fucking movie the entire franchise yeah right 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 the fire type movies so anyway this i just is an actual car right <laughs> it's a fucking tank yeah so anyway i just thought it was funny how accurate she was in this movie about cars right well uh so he the, then she gets into it and they're kind of doing a cute like like back and forth like she's forgiving him as they're like proving it together and uh so pretty much she says that this there's another car that's got the same kind of make and model it's not it looks similar they were both it's, made it's, by gm and they're a couple the power years. and it would have the same kind of tires on it right well that's what they discover is the tires that he's talking about are the mo- the best selling tires in america mm. so it wouldn't be weird that you've seen those tire marks from the crime scene. And then that's what, because he brings the FBI guy up after her. Yeah. And he goes, she's, 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 she's wonderful. And she goes, yeah, she was great. And he's and she's like, cute she's too. cute too. And she, he's <laughs> like, ah, sure. But anyway, so like, he's like telling him, he's like, but two same green convertibles, like with that, he's like, how are the, what are the chances? You know, like, mm-hmm. that's why it's got to be that car. And then that's when he calls the sheriff up and he's like, did you find anything out, sheriff? Um, Real quick. We're talking about like how this movie set up and pay off whenever he's talking to the, uh, to the other, the prosecutor, he's like, I got everything but a weapon. Yeah, it's like, very important. He's like, how you feel about this case coming up we got here? He's like, uh, I like to have a murder weapon. Yeah. But other than that, I feel pretty good. Right. And So we called this judge up. And two counties over, he's like, I, for some reason, took it upon myself <laughs> to check it out. And two counties over, they arrested two guys in a green convertible with a with the 357. It's a white top, not a convertible. Oh, yeah, whatever. You know, it's a convertible with a with a white top. Like, oh, okay, okay. Anyways, is similar car. Yeah, and, and it was in the same tires or whatever. And they found a three fifty seven Magnum, the same gun that was used to kill the kid yep. or the clerk. Mm-hmm. So then the prosecutor's like, "We would, uh, given this new information, like to dismiss all charges." And fucking Vinny does it, man. Yep. Saves the fucking day, dude. Saves Ralph Macchio. And saves all that, but there's also a very tiny plot line that they, that we didn't even really touch on. But yeah. like he, because he had already told the judge that like he had been to trials and won, you know, shit like that. But he looked him up and he's like, "There's no record of you having any." Because all he cases. had done was like personal injury. Right. Like he hadn't been to court. 
You um, just do settlements. Right. So he's like, you looked up my this name. I had to change my name because of some famous actor or whatever. It's but- kind of funny because Jerry Gallo was a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he told him that name like it was a famous lawyer, but it was like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny because it, it was backwards. Yeah. Um. So whenever he tells the name and he knocks over the chess pieces, that was a, uh, a fuck up. But they left it in the movie. Like... Uh, he Joe Pesci in the paperback. <laughs> yeah, Joe Pesci accidentally did that. Did that? Oh and, wow, that's great! But the director thought it was so funny that he left it in the movie. Well, because it's smart. Because it's kind of like you told him something that was complete bullshit, but you fucking distracted him with mm-hmm. knocking all that over. Yeah. I thought it was planned, but it is funny though. Yeah. Either way, um, but I thought he did it like on purpose. Yeah. Like to be like sorry judge. to try to like distract him yeah, from like, his name. Yeah, I thought so too. But then he repeats his name because even later on. He's like, you're not going to find anybody named Jerry Gallo. Jerry He's Gallo's dead. Because <laughs> it's a good little scene between him and Marissa Tomei. He's mm-hmm. like, she's like, what name did you tell him? He's like, Jerry Gallo. She's like, the big shot attorney. Mm-hmm. She's like, He's like, yeah, I figured if he looks that up, he's going to find all kinds of stuff on that guy. She's like, uh, his name was in the paper last week, actually. He's like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she's and you like, didn't read it, did you? Because you would have found out he's fucking dead. <laughs> has this look on his face like i oh, can't fuck. catch a fucking break man for nothing like you said without her he would be fucking shit's creek completing yeah. dude and uh so at the end he's like well you're not gonna find anything on on jerry gallo and he's like i'm well aware of that i just <laughs> said that he's like i'm jerry callow <laughs> the c <laughs> so the judge is like motherfucker after this case i will have something in my office he goes and if you ain't who you say you are you're going to fucking prison Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the trial ends and ralph Macchio's like wanting to like fucking hug him he's like man let's go fucking celebrate he's like you need to get the fuck out of alabama now right he's like i'll see you in new york kid he's about to contempt me forever that's what he's saying he's like i gotta get the fuck out of here (laughs) so then the prosecutor comes up he's like man hell of a trial and he's like hey man i feel like i'm gonna go to jail if i don't get the fuck out of here (laughs) something like that yeah 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 (laughs) Well, that's what it is. They're going to lock me up if I don't get out of here. <laughs> so then the judge meets him and he's like, well, I just want to say it's been a pleasure. And shakes his hand. He's like, finding out who you are. He's like, I'm, I'm glad, you know. And uh, he gets in the car. And he's like, oh, okay. And, like, he's kind of confused, but he leaves. And yeah. Then him and Lisa ride in the car and he's like, what'd you do? She's like, I, he's like, who do you know? He's like, she's like, I know the same guy. Because when she was on the phone, mm-hmm. she was calling the judge yep. to get to help him to mm-hmm. send that down. Yep. Even when she fucking hated him, she was still helping him out. Which, right. Like That's I a said, ride or die. It puts uh, it. It's really like she, you know, uh, you know, I feel like some feminists would probably say like she was being a ditzy bitch or whatever. But like, you know, like, a, I don't know. It's not that, but you feel like she's putting up with his bullshit because he's a womanizer. But, you know, there was that moment in the movie whenever uh, he's having that dream and they're fighting, but then it turns into like them play fighting or whatever. Because we know, Kendra and I, uh, the wife, we know couples that really fight like that. You're like, God, why do you let him be a dick? Oh, because you're a dick too. Like, that's just their dynamic. Right. Like, he doesn't mistreat her. It's just they have an odd dynamic that you're not used to. And like I said, it just it like it, it just, but it's great because it's like she was literally the best thing for him. Yeah, 
and they went so well together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, well, you said you, I told you I didn't want your help and this and that. And she was like, tough. He's like, well, I guess we got to get fucking married now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to marry you. You're a dick. <laughs> Can't even win your own fucking case. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's such a good fucking movie, man. And it's got a great ending. And like, it's one of those ones I would love to say, like, it was so good. It doesn't need a sequel, but I would love to know what, what happened with his story. Oh, uh, fun fact. There was going to be a sequel. See, that would have been good, but I'm sure Pesci was like, fuck that. They were going to have him go to uh, the UK (laughs) and be a lawyer over there. But uh, she dropped out. Oh, Marissa. Marissa dropped out and didn't want to be a part of it. So that kind of left its. I don't know about if I sent him to Europe. Maybe let him be in New York at his playground a little bit. Well, somebody there was a guy that actually wrote a book that was actually a sequel to this movie. And he's in Brooklyn. Wow. Damn, I might have to. I might have to find that. Mm-hmm. Wonder what it's called, Benny uh, Two. <laughs> right, I forgot. I saw. I was looking up my friend Benny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I give this fucking movie a nine 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 nine, baby. Nice. Ah, there we go. It's called The Thin Man. No, no, no. It's not. It's based off of like a novel called Back to Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, it's essentially a working class of the Italian American version of the thin man, so sorry. But yeah, back to Brooklyn. Is what the book is called. Yeah, man. Love this movie. I I still love it just as much as like, like I said, I watched it last night and I was in tears fucking crying. Watching this it. is a it's a funny because it has two awards, like it is a classic movie hands down but it's also like a classic comedy mm-hmm. and it's a classic law movie yeah like it, it holds both those titles mm-hmm. you know it's like uh i would say it's probably my second favorite court movie it's, or no it's my favorite court movie but my second favorite court movie is liar liar yeah i love that like jim carrey is perfect in that movie yeah man. i love that movie this is number three as best law movies ever made and I feel bad because I'm sure there's other law movies that I'm not getting that, no. I'm, that are really They're probably more serious and right. boring. And- but that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as, like, making it, inf- like, the information, it being as good as it is and it being so funny. Yes. Like, it's They knocked it out of the park. It's like, number one. It's, there's a reason it's a classic. There's a reason I've heard about this movie for 30 years, even though I haven't watched it. Yeah, I was, like, that's why I was like, we got to do this movie. Like, yeah. if... You haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is like one of those movies you have to watch. I was just surprised a movie from 1992 still made me laugh out loud. Like it is still funny. It's 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 really funny about it because it feels like it should be a 90s like trope hole. Like it has all these 90s tropes, comedy tropes. But I feel like it invented a lot of them. Like a lot of 90s tropes happen because they took it from this movie. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's hands down like classic comedy. I loved it. <laughs> and like I said, man, it really just shows <laughs> Pesci's greatness because he did all of his hits mm-hmm. within five years. Yep. Raging Bull, Goodfellas, <clears throat> this, Home Alone, or no, he did uh he did Casino and then Home Alone 
the Home Alones right after that. But yeah. like he he did all and the lethal weapons were sprinkled in there between mm-hmm. like the nineties, he was that guy. Right. And I mean to do all that and be in such a short amount of movies and still be all fucking Great. hits, dude, you know? Except for maybe gone fishing. I don't really like that one. <laughs> I didn't see that. With him and Danny Glover. Like, it's not bad, but it's not great either. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, anything I've seen him in, I, I love him. Yeah, 100%. There's never a dull moment with Joe Pesci. He was great in, in The Irishman. Um, wish they'd have gave him more to do, honestly. Yeah. I think that Gotti movie would have been fucking five times better with Travolta if they would have let him play Neil Delacroach. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been way cool, way better. The fucking Stacy Keach. <laughs> but, uh, <sighs> but yeah. But it's interesting you kick off the year because I was talking about how I wanted to do comedies. Um, I don't know why, but this just felt like a January movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it fits. I'm, I'm not mad about it. But, uh, next week, let's just leave it up for a surprise because it's either one or one or the other. Right. So I'm not going to say what's next week's going to be because it's going to be a surprise. But you're definitely going to want to tune in, folks, because it could potentially be. One of the greatest episodes we've ever done. A hundred percent. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm I'm biting it, chomping at the bit for this <laughs> for this episode. But uh you'll have to find out until then. Later, y'all. Later.